Advocate for those who need support and make a difference in your community. Earn a Bachelor of Social Work from Grand Canyon University. GCU is a premier private Christian university offering online social work programs with affordable tuition and personalized support. In addition, you can earn your Master of Social Work by completing the Bachelor of Social Work plus just one additional year instead of two. Find your purpose. Visit gcu.edu slash socialwork to learn more. Big Blend Radio Champagne Sunday show with Nancy and Lisa and our special guest co-host, Spontunius Rob, the creator of the award-winning musical board game, Spontunius. 
And you just heard Same Love. It's off of the album Lucky Dog. It's a charting new album by Brad Absher and Swamp Royale. And it was produced by Taj Mahal bass player Larry Fulcher. Check it out at bradabshermusic.com. Welcome to the show, Brad. How's it going? Well, it's going great. Thank you guys so much for having me. Hey, you know what? I have to tell you, I love Same Love. <laughs> I was like, such a good, I know it's a Bill Withers song, and I love Bill Withers, and I was just like, no way. You made me go back and check out some of his old stuff that I haven't listened to for a while. So, And then, obviously, Lucky Dog, but uh, what a great version. It's, can I just say, it, it's a little pimp. <laughs> I had to say that. That's very <laughs> funny, a, and I will take that as a huge compliment. It is. I just kind of feel like we need a Cadillac, and um, there's just a little funk in there that is it's good stuff. You've got everything well, you in know, your I music. Think, Go ahead. I, I think the I think what you're hearing there is uh, that that wonderful sax solo gets me up out of my seat every time I hear that song. That was a, a guy named Kyle Turner, who played many years with Luther Vandro, and he's a he's mm. a legendary Gulf Coast uh, Houston. Uh, sax player and his father is one of the best soul singers you'll ever hear in your life his name is artist turner and uh, so a little shout out to the to the turner family there i was i was just thrilled to get someone of that caliber to come in and play on our play on our little record it was it was it was quite something this is this is a great record. I yeah, love it. it. I, I know it's doing really well on the Americana charts, and uh, also same love. Uh, it hit number two on the top fifty Texas song chart, and um, it's it deserves that. It, and I think it's going to be one of these albums. As soon as I heard it, I was ready to hit the road. I know we were talking about backroads travel in the previous segment, but as soon as I heard this, to me, it's it's good road trip music. Uh, do, you, do you think about that when you're writing and, and, and performing and creating an actual album for people, that is it going to be road trip worthy? Absolutely, yeah, especially uh, I'm one of those people I like to, when we go in and record, I like to go in and, you know, get half a dozen things recorded that, you know, we want to do and then and then maybe maybe take a week and and as far as the sequencing of the record goes, you know, and, and that way you can kind of look at it and okay, what do we have? Do we need another up tempo song? Do we need a ballad? Do we need a do we need a waltz? And and so yeah, definitely you want people to uh, that that's one of the highest compliments when I get when people tell me, oh, I listen to you all the time in the car, because I know I listen to I do all of my critical listening in the car as well. Yeah, it's true, especially driving yeah. across the great state of Texas. There are certain musicians that have taken me through across on road trips. Uh, we've got Rob here, our co-host. Uh, Rob does a lot of travel. From the last few shows you've been on with us, Rob, I, I think you do a lot of travel, far more than what we we realized. And do you listen to road trip music when you drive? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm just thinking my longest trip was when I was heading from Austin up to Salt Lake. And like I said in the previous segment, I drove 23 hours straight. And I listened to everything I could think of uh, that I had. Uh, you know, I think CDs at the time is what I had. And then I listened to radio when I got it. And then I got to the point where I was sick of listening, and I just started. I turned off the radio and I started singing. And I got sick of listening to myself singing, and and I just had some <laughs> silent time. So, but yeah, 23 hours. You can go through a lot of music in that time period. For sure. Yeah, really and it's got to be good. It's got to be good oh, to, yeah. to keep you going. You know. It, Brad, I w- wanted to bring up the fact that you recorded with Larry Fulcher, and he was on our show, I'm going to say five, six years ago. And okay. he was on, yeah, about maybe beyond that. Um, we connected with him because he was, I know he, he's a bass player for Taj Mahal, like Taj Rock, uh-huh. but uh, Larry is an amazing guy. Um, but he was on because of the band Titty Bingo out of Austin. Oh, right. And right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and he came on, and he was. Have you you've seen Titty Bingo? I've not seen them live. I've not. I haven't seen them live. They're they're one of those legendary bands that there's there's been some sort of a band with that name for thirty years now, probably. And uh, it's it's a real kind of secret society, you know. They they don't uh, (laughs) they don't play out a lot, and. 
it's just I, I never have seen them live. For short answer there, I never have. Have, have you, Rob? Because you, you were saying you knew about Titty Bingo. Well, I, maybe I'm confusing it with something because the Alamo Draft House here in Austin has uh, uh, they host Titty Bingo every Tuesday night there, and so really? I don't know if they got that from the band or what. But yeah, they have you play bingo and it's uh, um, yeah they have. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh oh. <laughs> well, when they when they come wow. to our show, we haven't had him on a show for a year or two. We normally have a, a Darge and Miles comes on, um, you know, and then Rob Fraboni, who does the producing for them, and Bob Marley. He did right. Bob Marley in the Last Waltz and stuff. He's been on, and uh, right. but anyway, Larry came on, and he was on a show called Heroes and Villains, and we were talking, you know, kind of like a rant and rave on our rants and rave show, and and we got right. to the the villains. And Larry would not pick a, a villain. He was the only person. And he's like, no, man, I'm not like that. That's not positive. I'm not doing the villain. And I'm like, you're a hero and villain. No, no, man, I just love everybody. Kind of, you, know. Yeah, you know what I mean, Brad. Is, is that very, what he's like working? Like, he's positive. Absolutely. Yeah, that is very, that's, that's so very Larry. He's, uh, <laughs> he is the most peaceful, chilled out human I've ever met. And it and it rubs off on everyone. You can have the most, you know, animated, jumping around the room type person, and within 15 minutes of working with Larry, everybody is just chill, and everybody's sitting down and paying attention, and, and it's it's really cool. And uh, yes. you know, Larry's background in reggae music is as extensive as his background in blues. You know, it's. And uh, and and he really lives the the message in the reggae songs, you know, Bob Marley and stuff. And Larry, he really lives that way, you know. And it's it's a it's it's definitely he's definitely someone I would li- I wish I were more like <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. You know, I, I'm interested also because people call you the unofficial Gulf Coast Soul Ambassador, you know. And I think um, going through Lucky Dog and listening to the album, like I said, there's a little bit of everything in there. I mean, there was, there was the one song that's more of a country song, and uh, right. Not Tonight. And to me, right. like, I'm hearing, like, old Floyd Kramer-style piano in the background. I'm like, wow, you've got a little right. bit of everything, but that is what the Gulf Coast is, isn't it? When you think about, you know, going from Houston all the way across the panhandle of Florida you know, through Louisiana, Lake Charles, you know, your hometown there, which we want to talk about right. too. It has, mm-hmm. it's like part of life. It is part of the food, <laughs> the music. Yeah, it, you know, it really is. And I've lived in, you know, I've lived primarily in the South, you know, my life, my whole life. Even the 20 years that I, I left the South, I lived in Tulsa, which uh, that's, a, that's a city that the music scene really, really had a huge influence on me uh just because the time i arrived in in tulsa you know there were guys you know of course you had the leon russell's legacy and jj kale and all those guys being from tulsa but uh you know tulsa kind of it's it's kind of getting the unofficial title of the it's kind of the next austin you know i have we go up there we go up there quite frequently to play and uh you know, it's a it's a town of I guess. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredders jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these fifty-dollar bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another four hundred bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. You know, under a million people, and there are way more live music venues there than there are here in Houston of, you know, four and a half million people. Uh, it's, it's, It's crazy. It's like a... It's almost like I remember, you know, when I first started my career, we played a lot of college, a lot of small colleges, and you know, it, it's like a little college town. You know, you can you can all throughout America, you know, there's there's little pockets where they have, you know, Athens, Georgia, or you know, Seattle mm-hmm. had their moment in the sun, and mm-hmm. and it's just an amazing, it's an amazing place to live, uh, just to 
you're just exposed to so much, you know. I, I'm glad you like the country song, and I think that's why Lucky Dog has done better. You know, we originally put Lucky Dog out a couple of years ago, and we released it strictly as a blues album, and and it just didn't mm. really, it didn't. You know, a, a lot of blues fans are they they have kind of blinders on about anything that you know might not sound like you know the fabulous Thunderbirds or or Robert Johnson. And I realized right off the bat that I thought we'd kind of missed the, the mark, and so we, we found a new a new publisher, and we've uh, released it to Americana now, and it's really found uh, it's really kind of found a home. It's mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel I feel silly talking about a record that's been out for almost two years now, but it wasn't until we hit Americana with it that we kind of found our way, and it's. Uh, it, you know, it's gotten us on the the Texas music charts here, and because they don't really they don't pay much attention to, to you know strictly blues albums, and and so I think uh, I, I wish it wouldn't have taken me this long to realize that. You know, I've always put my records out. I've always thought of myself as kind of a blues artist, but you know, I'm I just turned 54, and I'm I just don't write much blues anymore. You know, I, I it's it's going more toward uh, I don't want to say it's country, but, you know, it's just more, I don't know, I call it grown-up. It's more grown-up music than just <laughs> blues about, you know, blues about a girl I want to hook up with or, you know, whatever blues music is primarily about. It's all about relationships going wrong, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah been, really. I've been, I've been married to the same, I've been married to the the same lady for, right, exactly. I've been married to the same lady for 30 years, so I don't really have any. I don't really have any. Uh, I don't really have the blues right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but blues, it's, blues, it's it's an interesting thing, you know, blues, and yeah, I think there are the purists out there, and we've done so many interviews with blues musicians, but it really comes down to the fact that um, a lot are more Americana or roots musicians, and if you listen to most Americana music, songwriter, singer songwriters who maybe even in just doing like folk music, there is blues in there. If you listen to gospel, there's blues in there. You listen to country, oh, there's absolutely. blues in there. It's all connected, and I think it's oh, yeah. it's just one. It is a big pot of gumbo, man. It's it is the way it is, and it's and it's a good thing because too much yeah, of one thing, thing gets old, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah, no, I, and I, I like it. Whole, and I like. I, I think the whole, sh- uh, the whole thing of everyone, you know, needing a, a, a neat little compartment to put stuff in. I think that's kind of. Uh, I see that wearing away a little bit now. People seem even even the blues purist, you know, that I was mm-hmm. just talking about. They they even seem to be. I mean, they, you know, there's a few guys that break through there and, and get accepted. And I think that sort of helps. I mean, just look at, look at country music now compared to country music in the seventies. I mean, it's not even the same, it, it's not even right. the same yeah. thing, you know? And, and well, so I think all the paradigms are kind of shifting and the, hopefully the lines are becoming more blurred in between the, the, the genres, you know, instead of just saying, okay, we're a rock station or we're a blues station or we're, you know, I think that's why Americana is doing so well. It's it's uh, it's sort of all encompassing, you know. It's something for everybody. And it appeals to all ages. You know, it's like you know, the radio stations. Right. That, you know, that's the thing when we travel. Like you know, Rob, you're talking about the radio. We travel. We listen to the radio stations that are local because it's really interesting. And then you go <laughs> yeah. to your typical station that it's Hotel California 24/7, and and, and you know you right. cross the county line, and then you're in the same affiliate station, and you're just you know five seconds off from when they just played it before, and it, and they have the same right. location. And it drives right. me crazy. It's like we've got to have some better radio out there. But, yeah, we have changed. I mean, I, I think, you know, you look at country. Country's gone into pop music. And then on the other side, oh, we've, yeah. got totally, we've got totally, you know, totally rockabilly. We've got it going more hardcore. Right. I mean, we've covered musicians mm-hmm. that are rock and punk and country together, and it's cool. Sure. And that's Fort Worth. You know, you're talking about Omaha. I've heard that Fort Worth is becoming like another music mecca. Uh, just for yes, we have mostly a, Americana. 
We do. We have a great place. Uh, there's a, if I can give a shout out to a, to a place. Oh yeah. We play it. We play a great place in Fort Worth called uh, Fred's Texas cafe. And it's, uh, it's one of our favorite. Anytime we go North from Houston, we always try to, we always try to go through Fort Worth. And, and so we get a chance to play there. And, uh, you know, like you said, sometimes it'll be a country band. Sometimes it'll be a, Sometimes it might even be a hard rock band, and you know, again, it's a, there's there's colleges around there, and so I think that I think that helps, you know. And mm-hmm. I was listening to the previous segment, and and I agree with you totally about. Uh, I do the same thing. I I switch over to AM if I'm if I'm driving through South Louisiana. I mean, you can't believe the stuff that you stumble upon <laughs> on the radio. Yeah. Oh and my God. Uh, yeah. I guess it used to be. I guess it used to be like that driving all over America. You know, you would hear, and and like you said, nowadays you can drive from New York to San Diego and all the stations are playing the same 20 songs, 25, you know, 30, 40 songs. In the songs. same order. Yeah. Right. In the it's, same order. I, I, yeah. It's, it seems, <laughs> it seems silly. And, and there's so much, there's so little, so much less regulation, I think, on the, those little local, you know, little tiny stations. And mm-hmm. you can only hear them, you know, for 20 miles, and then they fade out, and you have to find another one. But uh, I, I love you know, that. I, yes, me too. I and especially that. if you've ever been in South Louisiana, there is some just crazy Zydeco stations you can come across and, uh, and you I know, Swamp it. Pop stuff. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like, it sounds like you're in the 50s. You know, if if you didn't know, if you just turned on the radio and, you know, plucked someone here from, from outer space, they would think you were in the 50s. Listen to the some yeah. of the stations in South Louisiana. It's, and I just love that. It's kind of timeless. We When we first went to Lake Charles, we were on our way to um, Flor- to Miami, Florida. We did a road trip across, and we were uh-huh. there. We went to Lake Charles for two to three days to cover it as a destination, and we got in early. And so we took the back roads. And we went to I think, right. a town called Rice, through all the rice fields, and, and this mm-hmm. was our first time. Like, we'd been to New Orleans briefly and got robbed and had to leave. But anyway, oh. <laughs> that, was a whole other, that was a whole other experience. Well, that's you know. terrible. Well, yeah, it, it, was. Was a, it was a really bad experience, but we all survived and lived, so that was good because it was a gunpoint in yeah. your head thing. But that was whatever. You know, Ooh. things happen. Um, wow. Yeah, it was – you just – this is when you do read your guidebooks of when to drive in and you don't drive in on at night and, and <laughs> walk lost. around and, you know, it's just, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was one of those things, but it, I'm, I'm going back. Um, but yeah. Well, we went good. Into Lake I hope Charles. so. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's music and we've got so many music friends out there and just, yeah, we got to go hang out there, but we went into mm-hmm. all these back roads areas and we had no clue, but I was like, Oh look, there's like this little gray line on the map. Let's follow it. And I felt like we were back in Africa in a weird way because it was just like the way the houses were and the way people were fishing catfish and everything. I was like, no way. There was these little oh, houses yeah. with like fish fried at night. I was like, yeah, man, we're we're like a real America. This <laughs> like this is real. Like it's no more ticky tacky houses on the hill. And we're driving around. That's this it. is so cool. And then looking for the music, and the swamp pop came on, and this music that was the local <laughs> college, and they had found all these old records just found them. Mm-hmm. It was the first time that anybody had played them for over a hundred years or something. I'm not oh, kidding. Oh, you know what? I actually I actually heard a segment of that same program that you're talking about. It, it was amazing. It was about five, six years ago, five, 2012. January right? 2012. Yep. And yep. I flipped out. And then we had to get there to meet the visitor bureau and check into a Marriott hotel. And I was like, what? And then all of a sudden there was Walmarts and Marriott hotels. I'm like, and, and casinos. And I was like, wait, I want right. to go back. That was cool. But I was, I was so like, just leave me in, in, in this area. It was so cool and swampy. And then all yeah, that whole area to us was incredible. But I have to ask you, do you eat boudin? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> The All Boudin, the time. The Boudin Wars. Frequently, yes. Now, yes, frequently. I, I've got to ask, Robin Austin, have you had Boudin? Has it traveled up from Lake Charles, Louisiana, up to Austin? I have not had it. No, I was going to say, okay. I don't think you could find Boudin in Austin. Okay. <laughs> do, you get, well, do you guys play in Austin, okay. Brad? 
We just uh, very sporadically. We don't mm-hmm. uh, we don't play in Austin too much. Not as nearly as much as you would think we we did, but uh, we recorded a record. I've recorded a few records in Austin, and mm-hmm. uh, you know have gobs of friends and. But uh, you know, there's the whole thing about. Uh, it's hard to make a lot of money in Austin if you're an out of town band. You know, you're kind of going mm-hmm. into. You know, you're kind of going into. That's sort of the. Uh, it's like having a home field advantage. You know, when you go to Austin from Houston. Yeah. We don't really we don't have the home field advantage there. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see you guys at like Elephant Room or something like that and. Um, well, that would be. We would, of... we would certainly, we would certainly love to do it. Uh, I hear about this cool new place called Sea Boys. Well, I guess it's not too new, but oh yeah, uh, yeah. I have a friend. You know, we also have a, uh, we have a smaller version of of Swamp Royale that we can do. That's just an organ trio. That's uh, myself on guitar and a drummer, and and then the B three player, uh, you know, handles the bass, handles the bass parts. So we can we can travel as an organ trio if we you know if the, usually the budget is what determines that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've worked uh, with uh, what's red the guy that there's a wonderful organ player in in uh, well you know there's several wonderful organ players there's Mike Flanagan's one of the best ever and he was the one telling me he said you guys would be perfect at Sea Boys. You would maybe. maybe Maybe someone will give us a call someday, and we can go over there and play. We'd love to do it. Like I said, we just we don't get a lot of calls from Austin, really. Hmm. Well, I'll uh, next time I'm over there, I'll I'll mention that or you to them because yeah, you guys would be perfect for that place. Well, yeah, I hear it's I hear it's not too big, so that's a good thing, you know. When you're the first time you go to a new place, you don't want to, you know you don't want to play the biggest place in town if nobody's ever heard of you. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know if it's anything, if if it's anything like Anton's used to be, though, there's a little bit of a built-in crowd there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think you're going to always get a crowd here in Austin. I mean, people are just out looking right. for music all the time. So yeah, uh, you, yeah got, sure. you do have that in your favor. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, we we played South by Southwest a few times, but that's not okay. really a that's not yeah. really a very good representation of what Austin's really like. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. I would, I'd love to see you guys in Jam in the Van. Oh, yeah. Okay. That would be cool. No, it's a van. You guys, you got to, you play in a van. It's an RV all decked out and cool. But you talked about Swamp Royale, which I love the band name. Who's, who is in the band? So we can give them a shout out and let everybody know who's in the band. Well, on on organ, I have a young man named Barry Seeland. Who is a uh, he's the Yan- he's the one Yankee we've got. He's a he's a nutmegger. <laughs> he's uh he's an East Coast guy, but he's lived in the South for a long time now. So he's he's kind of Southern now. And uh, our drummer's name is Mike Patton. Of course, everybody calls him the General because of the General Patton thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played with a lot of folks around, and uh, he's just a killer killer drummer. He's a he's a very very good acoustic guitarist as well. So. We all try to switch off instruments and stuff just to keep it uh, uh, not live so much, but you know, in the studio and stuff, and, and writing songs. You know, he'll always. It's kind of hard to write write songs behind the drums, so he's a great guitar player in that respect. And and then uh, I have a young man named Andy Sod on uh, saxophones. He plays Barry sax and tenor and uh, clarinet. If we happen to into uh, we do a couple of things that are almost kind of Dixieland sort of sort of sounding. We just uh, we're going in the studio uh, next Friday, in fact, uh, with the crew, and we actually have a sousaphone player coming in to play bass. No way! Uh, and that's a that's a really cool that's a really cool sound. Um, you know, South Louisiana and, and New Orleans in particular have had a huge influence on, on my, my musical journey. And, but I've never yeah. really made a, I've never really tried to, you know, I've never really tried to make a specifically New York, New Orleans sounding, sounding record. But the, the stuff I've been writing lately, it really lends itself to that. And I just said, you know what, we need to just see how far, 
down the, this road we can we can get, you know, and and not make fools of ourselves. So uh, having a sousaphone as a bass player is is really mm-hmm. cool, and it's it's got as much you know punch and power as a as an electric bass, and it's uh, you know I think people respond visually you know differently if they see a band with a sousaphone guy up there dancing around playing the sousaphone. That's not something you see every day unless you live in New Orleans. And uh, so I'm excited for people to hear the new stuff. I think it's going to be, again, it's going to be, people are going to go, wow, I didn't know you guys did that. (laughs) Well, I think you guys do have, like listening to the album, you have like a, I don't know how to quite explain there's a rhythm. Like you remember Willie Nancy? Mm -hmm. Willie Kellogg is a a drummer we used to play with, and he he was with the Flying Mm -hmm. Burrito Brothers and uh, Mm -hmm. Can Heat and stuff. Mm -hmm. But he had, I mean, I know they did mostly Boogie, but, it, he had this. We called him the Shuffle King, and you guys have right. that shuffle, but it has like it, it talk about swamp pop, right? It has this pop in it that it's it's chunky, yet it still right. it still is in time. It's like a syncopated chunky swamp pop rhythm <laughs> shuffle. Well, there's my yeah, thing. thank you. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The drums are the drums are a huge part of that. Uh, that type of music, you know, those, the, there's something in the water down there and, and the drummers, you, you know, I'm sure it, you can, you can hear it. You can hear a new Orleans drummer instantly. You know, when you hear a guy play, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. It, you know, there's just something those guys have that they just have a certain, just a certain way of approaching the beat. You know, they're not some, some people are way up on top and want to be the first one to the, to the next beat. And, I think the New Orleans way is is the complete opposite of that. You know, the drummers in New Orleans like to let everybody else else go, and then they'll then they'll do their thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. they they lay back they lay back so far that it just really it gives everybody kind of a bigger a bigger sound to play with. You know, it's just it, it sort it, of frees everyone up. It's it's like rounding in sheep. Or cattle, it's kind of right. that like let it go, let them all run, and then it's like okay, we're gonna come you back. Okay, now you can go out again. Right. And not you can come back your heel. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like a, it's it's the ocean maybe. I like that. It's riverboat music. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. You're going over the waves and stuff. You you know, mm-hmm. I right. I remember friends of ours, the Mama's Boys, they went on a blues cruise with them in in uh, out of Long Beach, California. And they're in New Orleans now, and uh, you should Ooh. hook up with them. I'll connect you with them. But they um please. They were on this little boat, and it was a blues cruise, but it wasn't like a cruise ship, you know. And the waves were like, we were going up and down, and I'm watching them play, and I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Someone's going to barf somewhere. But there's that up and down, like you're going over the water, you know. So I was like, that's probably part of it. But this is great that you've got new music. You've got to keep us posted on it. Uh, One question before we play play Spontaneous and and Champagne Toasting. When you're recording... Do you have crazy requirements? Like, do you, do you, you know, do you like burn incense or like, you know, do you, do you like to have a cozy place when you record? I mean, because you're laying down stuff that you've been writing or working on, and I mean, what's that like? I really do. Yeah, I, I think the older I get, the more uh, I like, you know, specific things around. But no, I've been, you know, lucky dog. Believe it or not, we recorded in a in just a little a little tiny house in kind of a crummy neighborhood in Houston and all, you know, the guys just had all their, Larry Cagle is the gentleman that produced, uh, that co-produced and he's the guy behind uh, Montrose records. And, you know, he just, we just basically kind of, we had guys in the, what was the originally, I'm sure the dining room. And then, you know, he, he built a control room so we could see through the glass, but it was really like, it didn't even feel like we were making a record, which I, I think sometimes that's, that's important. Cool. You know, it, sometimes it's so clinical and everybody kind of tightens up when the red light comes on. And and this this mm-hmm. time it was just kind of like we were at our rehearsal studio, just kind of going over stuff. But, uh, you know, I think that's important to let everybody relax in I the like studio. That. You know, it's – well, it's, it's – uh, I'm hoping to. Uh, you guys probably know about a guy named Papa Molly. He no. was in Austin hmm. for a long time. He he produced oh. one of my very favorite records, which is 
the phenomenal uh, woman record that Ruthie Foster put out a few years ago. Oh, and I like uh, Ruthie. Papa Molly, yes, so do I. Uh, Papa Molly produced that record, and uh, we've just kind of become friends. And I'm, uh, I hope I can announce soon that he's going to produce our new record. We've been we've been talking about that, and he has a really cool place in Algiers that he records. That's an old church, and you know you're you're in New Orleans, but you're not really. You're in Algiers. Oh, cool. You know, you either have to you either have to take the ferry across from the the bottom of the French Quarter there, or you have to drive around the highway, you know, which is kind of a longer, the longer way. So even though you're, you're kind of right in New Orleans, it's just enough of a hassle to get there that everybody doesn't drop by and, hey, I hear you guys are making a record. You know how that is. Yeah, your yeah, I know. Get see, your friends all, yeah. yeah, your friends all want to come by and see what's going on, and it, it ends up kind of, you don't get much done when that happens, and so hopefully we'll be able to, uh, camp ourselves in Algiers. My wife and I have a have a place in, in New Orleans as well. We we've always talked about maybe retiring there when she gets out of the oil business. And uh so we spend a lot of time there these days and hopefully we'll be able to and I, I really think just, just being there it will have an effect on the music, you know, because yeah, uh, I've taken different. I've taken people from all over America to New Orleans and and it's not just me. I, for years, I thought it was just me. That as soon as you cross, as soon as you come down on the bridge there uh, from the causeway, it, I just instantly the the stress of the day just goes away, you know. And I and I know it's the same for my wife. We just sometimes we go and just sit on the porch and we don't even go anywhere, you know. And you know, if we have a long weekend yeah. or something, and we'll realize, you know what? We didn't even go hear any music this weekend. What's wrong with us? And it's just <laughs> such a, you know, it's just such good. a peaceful place sitting on the porch. You know, you, we're in uptown, so you can hear the streetcars go by, and boy, it's just heaven. You know, it's as far as uh, inspiration for writing songs and stuff. That's kind of where I'm, where I'm, where I'm getting it these days. <laughs> Right on. I mean, New Orleans, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's becoming like a, a food mecca. It's changing up a lot for that. And then music. So many musicians sure. I know live there now, and um, it, yep. it, everyone's happy. And let me tell you, they're happy, and it's, it's in a city that actually respects music and respects live music, and they understand that connection with tourism with that, too. So it's, it's always going. Sure. It's cool. So it's time. Right. Spontaneous Rob, are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready, Brad? <laughs> I am as ready as I'll ever be. I, I don't know if I'm going to have much luck at this. Let's try it. All right. So, All right, so Brad. tell everyone what's you, you, happening, Spontaneous Rob. Yes. I'm going to throw a, out a word to you, Brad. Uh-huh. And you have to try to okay. sing a song with this word in it. It could be okay. any song. It has to be a real song. Okay. It could even be one of your songs. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna I'll do a couple here to you. Uh, okay. The first one I'm gonna say is blue. Is what? The word is blue. The word is blue. Uh, oh my God. Uh, there's a great Lady Blue song by Leon Russell, but I don't know the words. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I got nothing for blue. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ladies, do you have anything? Yes, blue velvet. I, I, oh, yes, you wore blue, blue velvet. velvet. Who well, were them? That's a good one. Something of something. <laughs> I've got sweet Madam Blue gaze in your looking glass. Yeah. You're not a child uh-huh. anymore. <laughs> nice. I, I don't know that one. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't expect six. to stump you with the, with uh, a blue singer with the word blue. <laughs> Sorry oh, about that. Yeah, right. Funny. It's crazy. You're right. You're right. I feel like. All right. Yeah. Okay. Round two. All right. Let's okay. see. Um, let's see. The next word is cry. Cry me a river. Cry me a river. I've cried a river over you. Okay. Well done. Oh, I like I that. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, and there's Roy Orbison <laughs> crying over you. Oh, that's a good one. Man, Roy Orbison, 
there's a movie, The Commitments, right? And then the one guy in The Commitments goes, Roy Orbison is God. Everything is shite since Elvis died, but Roy Orbison is God. Elvis is God, but Roy Orbison, and everything was shite between the two of them. I got it all messed up now. There you go. (laughs) Basically, everything was crap when when the two passed on Elvis and Roy Orbison. But that's, hey, they were both good, man. Well, Roy had one of the most amazing voices uh, Mm -hmm. ever. I mean, as I, like I said, as I, as I get a little, of course, I didn't listen to Roy Orbison when I was a kid. I thought it was goofy music, and but boy, now the more I hear about it, uh, <laughs> the more of it I hear, it's like, oh my God, did you, where did he get this voice? You know, it's not like yeah. anyone else's. There's 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 no one else that sang like that. You know, it's like where did he, where did he come up with this? It's wonderful. It it is incredible. It is. It truly is. So, Spontaneous, everyone, you got to play that. Check it out, songgame.com. I give a shout-out to that because it's a cool board game, and it gives everyone learning songs, you know? I think, like, in learning right. music and and uh, songs with the word blue in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to work on that right now. Well, All right. So, well, thank you, Lisa. So before, I appreciate it. Yeah, that was fun. I like that. Before you go, uh, Brad, we're going to play I Can't Wait. We're going to close with that. But before you go, we have to have a toast from you. Uh, we always like to raise okay. a glass of whatever it is. We call it our champagne toast to the good and what is good in the world. What are you happy about? Well, I think we should toast to some sort of national unity. You know, I know I know there's half the people that voted out there right now are, are angry and upset and I hope that they can uh, uh I hope they can find their way to uh Nirvana. <laughs> not that, uh, you know, the, the way uh, he was—he's certainly not my first choice either. But you know, as an American, I mean, he's—he's he's the president now, and I'm gonna—I hope you know. Let's just raise a toast to uh, national pride and, and unity. And I like the unity, yeah, and I think having positive thoughts, I think, would go right. a long way if people would stop just projecting negativity and. You know, think of I what, agree 100%. What are the good yeah. things that could happen out of this? And let's focus on that. And, I, you know, that's what we're going to manifest. Well, I, yeah. I, yeah, I you are what you my, put out there. You right, are what exactly. you put yeah. out there. You know, at the yeah, end of I the day, remember. no matter what happens, you just have to handle it. That's <laughs> true. Well, I mean, yeah, it, you have it, to handle it's the system. It, you know, it's the system that we all have to play by and, and – mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can remember my grandfather, you know, his people of that generation, uh, you know, I remember him saying one time, well, this this didn't really go the way I wanted it to, but he's the president now and I'm going to support him. And, you know, I kind of feel obligated to do that and with, you know, until he well, does you, something to. <laughs> yeah, if well, you don't like what he does. We do have the power to say, hey, we don't like this. Hey, we want this change. So, like. There's things that I don't like, and when those things start to take action, I'm going to use the power that we have as individuals in this country, and I'm going to use it to say no. And that's the beauty of this. I mean, having lived in Africa for many years and not having a voice, Mm -hmm. I think you should use it. But it is about positive. I love the positive side because if, you know, to me, I think Nancy always talks about an alien being dropped on the planet and everyone will get together in unity. And so I'm not calling our new president an alien, but it was enough of a shock of change to maybe make people work together. And instead of being nasty to each other, can we just have a conversation and see where are the common grounds? Because I can guarantee you, you go into the backwoods of Louisiana, you have some gumbo, you have a cocktail, listen to some good blues music. Everyone's going to find some commonality there, no matter what part you're on. Absolutely. You're, you're going to unite. So I think there's yep. a lot of good stuff that can come out of this. Uh, that's where I'm trying very hard to put it. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. Right. And, well, and that's what I, I agree 100%. That's what we all have to do. We just have to find the, you know, find the things we like and just maybe be quiet about the other stuff for a minute and. Let's, I mean, I haven't even seen him do anything yet. I mean, he's been the president mm-hmm. for two days. I'm not, I'm not really gonna, I'm not gonna cut down on him too hard yet. <laughs> well, I, well, I think, uh, I'm, I think 
Tom Hanks said something uh, here that was just it was just in an article I, uh, yesterday, and I posted it. Um, he said, you know, I hope Trump does well so that I vote for his reelection. And I thought right. that was pretty stand up for for Tom to do, you know, especially coming from Hollywood because that's not right. typically what you see out of Hollywood. And so I posted that and shared that article and said, I, I wish more people shared Tom Hanks' view. There would be a lot less hate in the world. And this right. has been the most shared, most liked post I've ever done in my life. It's already up to oh, 90 wow. shares and almost 600 likes. And I'm, I'm just wow. blown away by, I'm like, wow, like this is, that's touching a core. I think there's a lot of people out there that want um, people to just chill out and, think positive and stop with the hatred and, you know, right. give them a chance. Right. I well, there's, there's both sides. I think both sides or all three, four sides or whatever parties and, and beliefs, there's absolutely nasty. I've been called things that people don't even know what I am. You know what I mean? And there's, mm-hmm. there's right. name calling and trashing. And I'm looking at these people going, I thought you were my friend. You don't even know that I believe in this and you're being mean. You suck. <laughs> that you know I just go like that just sucks I mean there's no point in it and I think yeah I like Tom Hanks that that whole part of it because it's looking at it I hope he does the best I hope he's someone we're proud of because it's Mm -hmm. positive and it's not just positive it's holding accountability and I think if you Mm -hmm. put those two together it's like you can't just have an idea oh great you can have an idea but if you don't put any action behind it then it's just an idea if you don't, you, know, you right. can't just, you can write a song, but if you don't play it and perform it for someone or record it, you got a song sitting on a piece of paper that no one's going to take action with or hear or have an effect right. with. So we got to yeah. have action behind right. things. And Well, I think a lot of people um, have been asleep for many, many years when it comes to doing their part in their community and, and being involved in understanding yes, how right. this government works. So. The one positive thing already that we've seen is there's a whole lot of people who are just figuring out how America's government works. I know exactly. I slept all through American government classes because it was pretty boring, and now I'm going, Ugh. oh, I didn't know it worked that way. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing is we're going to get up close and personal how this government works, and we're going to find out all the loopholes that are already sneaking around here. Can you hire your son-in-law or a relative? And yes, you can. No, you can't. Well, it turns out you can. Well, Who knew? Yeah, everybody thought, oh, they can't, they can't. So now we find out exactly where our government is. And, think, and where where do we need to fix it if it needs fixing? This is the does best it even, way. Does it even? Yeah, we need to see. Yeah, so we'll just see. It's it's out there, man. It's it's going to be a trip. It's going to. I tell you what, Brad. We need a whole lot of music. So you know, get recording. Okay, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. So one um, thing actually, everyone can do uh, is boogie. Right, actually, the one that we're the one we're actually going to demo this Friday is called Neutral Ground, and the hook is Meet Me on the Neutral Ground. You know, the when you go to parades mm-hmm. in Mardi Gras, there's the sidewalk side and there's the neutral ground side, and people are mm-hmm. very adamant about their choices my wife would never watch a parade from the sidewalk side and uh, you know i just think that's such a that's such a strange thing to have such a uh, of an opinion on wow. uh and i just learned that about her this year it's like she, we, we looked at a house down there one time and she said if we buy this house we'll be sidewalk side people <laughs> and i'm like wow you have really thought about this haven't you and hey. so I'm going to try to it's, I'm going to try to disguise it as a parade, a New Orleans parade song, but it's really about finding a, a common ground and a neutral ground where we can all get along and listen to each other and everybody can be friends, you know. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's great to it together. As soon as we get it done. Yeah, absolutely, cool. definitely. Come back on the show, have some fun with us. We'll do some more music and. All that good stuff and play some more spontaneous. <laughs> we like it. It's fun. Uh, We're going to be playing like this for the rest it. of the day now. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. I, I would love to come back anytime. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Brad. And we're going to play I Can't Wait. It's off of the album Lucky Dog by Brad Absher and Swamp Royale. You can go to bradabsher.music.com. And, Rob, thanks for co-hosting. I know you've yeah, got to run. Fun. I know you've got a gig to go to as well. So thank you for co-hosting today. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Nice thanks, to meet you, Thanks, guys. Rob. Cool.
You too. I look forward to seeing you you play here uh, in Austin, hopefully, and if next time I make it down to to Houston, I will check you guys out to see if you're going to be playing there. Absolutely. Please do, man. Love to meet you. Awesome. All right. Take care. Thanks, guys. Here it is. I Thank can't you. wait. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Come on. 